It's uh, KKFN and KKFN HD one one one. The five o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Yeah, I, look, I think Sean will do a great job with his team. We've had, man, my experience, and it's been with the Chargers over the years. It's been with the Patriots. You know, we. We've had a lot of good work take place without any fighting, so I don't expect that to be uh, an issue at all. Tomorrow the Rams are here for a couple of days. Maybe. Chad Brown, will the Broncos survive two practices with the Rams where the trend is just to hang them up after one or cut things short? How do you envision things going for the next couple of days? Uh, obviously, Sean and Sean, McVay and Peyton, are going to have conversations about trying to keep this thing in a way where it's productive for both teams. Uh, the, what, the Eagles... Colts, that joint practice was canceled after Jason Kelsey got into it with the Colts linebackers, Alexander. So the ability for the guys to keep their heads so they can get some work done is going to be critical. And so we could see this thing blow up after one period, or they can, you know, keep it civil, and we can get two days of work in. What would be the most productive thing to do? Get two days of work in. Okay. Yes. Now, it's got the, the, the second-day possibility hinges on the coach's ability to coach their guys up without making it personal for those guys. So when they show up on the field tomorrow, they're looking to improve their football technique and not prove their manhood. Because that's where all these fights come from. Mm. Is this guy disrespecting me, he pushed me after the play, he did this, he did that. And your coach is egging you on that you got to get retribution tomorrow. Mm. There's consequences and repercussions for your actions, son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you got to find a way as a coach to avoid that kind of rhetoric so your guys can go on the field to do some work and be productive, not a you know a gang of thugs out there fighting. Mitter Mason will be long in five minutes to tell us about today's practice. I asked Josie Jewell about things getting out of hand against the Cowboys. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> That's up to you. There was a little bit of uh, hustle back and forth. So, I mean, I think it's natural, just a little bit. Uh, I just try to kind of calm it down every once in a while. Gave me a what do you think? I what do I think? I thought it was chaos last year. It was kind of fun to watch because on one field, the Broncos' defense and the Cowboys' offense were throwing down like seven different fights in one period. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, before that, period started. Russell Wilson was shaking hands with all the Cowboys defenders, and it was Kumbaya City. In fact, to the degree, if you do remember, almost by unanimous decision by the Muggles, people said that that was Russ's best practice of the entire training camp last year. So he took the emotion down, and the defense was just like, let's go. Okay, what would you rather have? I'd, I'd, I'd rather have that situation. I'd rather have my defense play with an edge my offense be detailed and calculated. So pretty good. I think that's basically the way yes, I went. That, that mindset is the proper way to go about things. But defensively, defense played a secondary role last year with Nathaniel Hackett. So that was really their frustrations mm. that built up during camp. Let's not forget Justin Simmons, John, and Russell Wilson, you know, that time of the year during camp. Yeah. So defensively, they were feeling frustrated, you know, when they won periods that the offense would then get another series so the offense could feel good. Mm. And I've been on those kind of teams before. And it's like, whoa, head coach, I know you were a quarterback in your previous life, but we just dominate those dudes and practices over. And now because they need more work, we get we have to stay out here and do this. We agreed to the deal. It's 14-play period. We kick their butts. We go in happy. Now we can't participate in that because now you feel bad for your quarterback and you need to boost his ego. So what do you want to hear about practice tomorrow? What do you want to see? 
I want to see it be spirited. I want to see it be to the edge um, as far as the physical nature, but not where it gets too chippy and ugly. Um, and it's an opportunity for you to take your game to a level where you know what's expected in each period. In a preseason game, so many things could happen mm-hmm. where you don't get all the work that you need. But between the two Shans, they can agree that we're going to do a short yardage period, which is always a very physical, contentious period. But you can get 10 plays each for offense. You're not going to get that in the course of a preseason. So that's an opportunity to work on that in a way that you have prepared yourself. You've watched tape. We're going to go out here and execute this uh, in a way that's impossible to do in your own practice. And you may not get the opportunity all preseason long to do that. So you can get these more isolated, difficult to practice things done in a really nice tempo without worrying about injuring your own guys. There's just some little small part, though, from these coaches would kind of relish the fact that their team was so fired up they had to cancel the next practice the next day? Or is that just too chaotic and non-productive? Would you want that team that's on the edge? Like, like so the Eagles and the Colts canceled their practice? Yeah. So, I mean, is that like a bad thing? You miss the reps, but you love the attitude. Well, the Eagles were a pretty good team last year. Yeah. That's last I recall. You miss the reps, but you love the attitude. Right. Because, oh, and also, what would bond a team together more than just, you know, a moment like that? Well, did you start the fight because you were getting beat down? Mm. Or, did, or did you just bully the other team and they fought because they couldn't do any answers in between the whistle? And then you dominated the game in the fight. Yeah, then you go into the locker room feeling like champions. We kicked their butt playing football, and then they wanted to fight, and we kicked their butt again. You know what's frustrating for the Broncos is, well, first of all, when I think of people that don't lose a fight, I think, <gasps> nice! How are you, fellas? There's not a fight he loses, especially. I don't get into many fights. In the fight of fashion. And when I think of fashion and mace, I mean. Blazer and shorts. I mean, I understand. It's the on-camera look, right? I mean. On-camera look for what? For orange and blue today. Well, this is the new look of orange and blue today? That's what I've been wearing the last few weeks during training camp. We're wearing jackets on orange and blue today? Well, I am. I can't speak for anybody Cecil else. Cecil is anybody else. You're only on the show with one other person. <laughs> how, how many other people would you be talking well, about? Well, Jake Mace? was on today. Where was Cecil? Uh, Cecil is, in the words of the late, great Irv Brown on assignment. Okay. Well, there's no way. Go back tomorrow. Cecil usually wears clothes that have glitter yeah. and uh, style. And and, uh, uh, and today, uh, Jake Shapiro filling in, who will also be joining me on Denver Sports Tonight at the top of the hour. Oh, wow. My goodness. Uh, Jake is wearing a Denver Nuggets Maxi Minor Grateful Dead theme shirt. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right, something. right out of the hamper. <laughs> <laughs> Not off the floor, but somewhere. Maybe like, you know those those shirts that are sort of in the hamper and out of the hamper? They're just kind of... On the side? They're on, yeah, they're kind of hanging. Maybe I'll wear it again? I'm yeah. big on those. Like, if, it, okay. if it passes the smell test, I mean, I'm good? I guarantee you there's three pairs of dirty underwear that are within region of that Grateful Dead shirt when he pulled it out of the hamper. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, you wore it half a day, and like, okay, did I sweat in this? Could no, be all right. Maybe I bring it back. Might be all right. Might not be all right. The smell test does tell all, though. Well, look at how fantastic you look. Rocking a Diamondbacks hat. I got down Arizona. Uh, oh, sure? Yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, they had a, they had a, yeah, ha, ha. I, I could have got it online. Silly as I throw a basketball a nerf ball at your head no they were having a throwback night when i went to a game the game down there and i'm like oh i i really like those uniforms so i bought a throwback hat i love the broncos being inside today because it's again the thing i like about 
Sean Payton so far, Chad, about everything is that one thing seems to link to another. Whereas with Nathaniel Hackett, I, I didn't I didn't understand a lot, and nobody did a lot what was going on out there. The fact that Sean Payton said, we're inside today because we're just going through things to get ready for what's going to be a more challenging practice tomorrow. I was like, yeah, man, you've got this big fancy field house. They had that thing chilled. I mean, you could freeze cod in there today. And <laughs> I felt I felt like I should have brought a jacket today. Alexis Perry, who's just a doll, Alexis Perry, so fantastic. She was shivering. She was looking, you know, and not one of us muggles was, was willing to volunteer. Give up your shirt for her? It had been weird to just take your shirt off and give it to Alexis. Yeah, that would have been an odd look, and nobody was wearing a sweater. But had I had a sweater... Or some extra piece of clothes. I certainly would have given I've, it I've up. I've seen you without a shirt on. Well, a sweater on there. It's air. not a... Well... <laughs> nobody was prepared for that, right? You know, nobody who... Well, I thought practice. we'd be outside. I didn't yeah, I I think they'd be inside. I mean... But I love the fact they were inside. Well, it's... Get this field house. Make use of it, right? Remember when... Uh, remember when they opened the field house in John Fox's first year? Or his final year, but uh, 2014. It was the first year of the field house. They opened it up about November of that year. And um, they practice in the field house for a week. It's leading into the Rams game. And they get absolutely punked by the Rams in St. Louis. And I don't think they went back to the field house again for another month and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure. And there were some cold days, yeah. Yeah. And it was like spent however many millions of dollars on this thing and we're not using it. What's going on? It's stunning how little they use it, Chad, overall. But if you want to have your wedding there, you can rent it out. Yeah. In Seattle, we use it all the time because of the rain. Um, in New England, once it got cold, we used it all the time. Uh, in Pittsburgh, we didn't have that. So we just froze our butt off on the Three Rivers Stadium field all the time. By the way, I am not joking about that. You can rent out the Broncos Fieldhouse for, for your Oh, events. there are all sorts of events, go, you know, to go and whatnot go on. Yeah. To the Sean Payton sequence of things and yeah. understanding how yeah. one thing leads to another. Yeah. That means you've got an overall plan. This, yeah. this plan wasn't made up yesterday. No. It's a cohesive plan that was talked about with the coaches. They went over every single day, every single practice. How is all going to fit and work? Are we giving our guys enough time? What about travel time? What about rest time before this scrimmage? All that is planned out and put on the master calendar months in advance. It shows the experience of Sean Payton. And you're never going to be successful if you're making it up as you go. Your plan has to be laid down so then you can start to instill your culture. You can start in, in piggyback off of the culture with the, the, the tempo and theme of the day and of the week. That's how you build a successful football organization. Let me present to you the snarky Sean Payton moment of the day when asked by Chris Tomlinson about uh, a competition between Jonathan Cooper and Frank Clark. I know that they wrote that, but we consider there's a competition between Clark and Cooper for that other starting spot. Yeah, it's hard for you to even look at the competition and say it's Clark and Cooper because I might look at you and say, no, you, you got that wrong, but I'm not going to worry about trying to get it right for you. I think that there's competition, period, at outside linebacker. I really like Chris because he just asks questions. I love, I actually love that. That's not the first response like that he's gotten from Sean Payton. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe that's why. Well, I love it. So I'm Chris. I am a fan. I am glad you're there. I think it's fun. I think you make things more interesting. No doubt about it. But the two of them have had... Right? Am I? Am I'm not lying? And I, right? and, I, and I might be wrong here, but I think he was the one 
who was on the receiving end of the if you've been paying attention <laughs> response post game Saturday. Is that regarding right? Regarding Jaleel McLaughlin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, when okay. you get one of those, that's trouble. Well, what what Peyton's saying there too is I'm not here to do your job. You know, there's a lot of things going on out there. If you can't pick it up, I'm not going to lay it down for you. Yeah. Right? That's fine. But it's obvious. Just look at how they were used on Saturday, right? Most of the game, you you had Gregory and Cooper working together, and then you had Clark and Benito. You're an eight-year pro, Chad, and you're in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. What are you thinking? I was a 15-year pro. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it in year 15. I get it. I'm talking prime of your career. I'm talking... Hey now, Chad Brown. You know, like, and you're out there in the in the. You're yeah. a free agent. You're you're free. I mean, what would Frank Clark get for a deal? A couple million bucks. Okay, all yeah. right, but still, you know, I, I'd say he's or unless you're telling me he's on the. Okay, hold on, time out. Is Frank Clark on the downside of his career? I believe so. Okay, Mace. I think he's got fewer days ahead than behind as a player. Fine. So that would say that would, by definition, be on the downslope. Do you think that's news to him? No, I think the fact that the Chiefs didn't offer him a deal, the fact that he didn't find very many suitors on the open market this year was the indicator to humble yourself. And since when you find yourself in a preseason game in the fourth quarter, um, that is also the opportunity to humble yourself. Now, if he was coming off a all-pro season, look at his sideline, you go, what, what, what's happening, dude? Why am I, I out was, here? I was a starter on a team that won two Super Bowls in four years. Yeah. Okay, but now now we're done. We're on the down like that. It's, that was then. It's the lights. That was that. That was last year. That doesn't buy you a cup of coffee this year, oh, man. Okay, is that where we are with Frank Clark then? Yeah, just, just checking the temperature here. There's a rotation at the edge group, and he's part of the rotation. He's not someone special within that group. He is part of this rotation, and all those guys played extended minutes. Aaron Browning's out. Be back hopefully relatively soon. Jonathan Cooper better than Frank Clark base. I think he's had a better camp. Yep. I agree. Jonathan okay. Cooper's out there making making a significant play in practice every day. I'd say in terms of camp stars, if Justin Simmons had not gotten hurt, I think he would have been the number one camp star, and I think a step behind him, uh, but maybe having moved past him because he practiced more and was healthy, was Jonathan Cooper. He was, in, he was a stud out there the last year. Yeah, time. I think he's the best edge setter amongst the edge group in the run game. Yes. Uh, and it's not even really uh, a debate who could possibly supplant him. Do you think once healthy Baron Browning will? Uh, I Hard to say. It's hard to say. We'll see. It's hard to say. But Jonathan Cooper, because of the shift and change in position, um, I think is still rounding himself in the form and, and is really beginning to gain some confidence. Where's Benito been recently, Mace? Uh, he's, he's been all right, but the thing is he's not, like to allude to Chad's point, He's nowhere near Jonathan Cooper saying the edge. If we're talking about who's going to be on the field on first and ten, it's got to be somebody who can stack up against the run. Well, I'll tell you what, man. That's a hell of a story for Jonathan Cooper. Congrats to him, man. Yeah, that's, and, that's the story. And you do wonder when Baron Browning comes off the pup list what it's going to look like. Now, that being said, some of these log jams have a way of working themselves out naturally because in, injuries are inevitable. Somebody gets hurt and, and then someone else steps in. But it's not inconceivable in the overall algorithm of how you're ranking the edges that maybe Jonathan Cooper, Wally pipped Baron Browning a little bit. Hello. Yeah, that was a Macism right there. Thank you. I've used that a couple of times today. You got to know what Wally Pipp is. You get that, young man? Do you understand what the Wally Pipp is? I know what that means. All right. All right. That's, a, that's a pretty common 
metaphor. You, you I better think. put that in your sports vernacular. You just cannot hang in these conversations. Yeah, That's I use right. it all the time. There you go. Yeah. That's the ultimate. I mean, but somehow the none ultimate of us, guy who lost somehow, the job because of injury. No, none of us were alive, but yet we yeah. all know that. That's crazy how that happens sometimes. Yeah. McGlinchey back. How would he look? I mean, it's it's a low contact day. He looked fine. Okay, well, Sim- mo- moving well. I think that was the key thing. But he was back in playing, taking reps, team reps where Simmons wasn't. But Simmons was back. Different guys, different injuries, different timetables. Okay. They're not it's not one size fits all with injury recovery. Brandon Johnson back and running around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I treat everybody fairly. I don't treat them all the same. That's a Bill Parcellsism and, and obviously Sean Payton is a, a branch on that tree. Yeah. Okay. Significant other news from today. <sighs> well, I think you're I'm just leading into the joint practices tomorrow. Um well, I felt today was like a big setup for a lot of fights. Like a lot of, uh, I guess we're licking our it's chops. It's interesting because the, the muggles are hungry. The sense I get, though, from the players is they're, especially the ones who were here last year, is that there is a degree of mindfulness over what happened against the Cowboys last year. <laughs> and understanding that, okay, it can get intense, but it, you got to watch out for boiling over. When, wasn't it the Eagles and Colts today, I yeah. think, that mm-hmm. it went full-scale fracas? Yep. Yeah, and they canceled it. Yeah, the the uh, the, the Jets and Bucks had to uh, call off their stuff because mm-hmm. things went over the top. It's happening a lot this summer around the league. Why I can't put my – yeah, I'm, yeah I, I, you're going to ask me why. I don't know. Chad, why do you think it is? It's because there is no punishment for it. Uh, the league needs to come up with punishment for joint practices. Aaron Donald swinging the two helmets last year is literally a man with deadly weapons in his hands. And if he is doing that just off the field and on the sidewalk, you know what I'm saying, he can be charged with the crime doing it against another reporter. But because it's on a football field, not only is there no legal punishment, there's no football punishment because the league has not mandated any joint practice rules. Interesting. That's a good theory. So I hadn't thought of it that way. They can do that with no recourse against them other than the team recourse. So the, the league needs to step in and insert some rules into this so the players can then behave themselves. So we, Otherwise, we will see a recurrence of what happened this fall or this summer going around the league again next year. Fascinating. So do the Broncos have two joint practices with the Rams? Or does yeah, it, I don't know. I don't, does it boil over tomorrow? Why? Well, that's why I'm asking secretly, do the coaches not even want to do that? Do the coaches want their team to be on that kind of edge to be like, hey, we got to cancel practice. You guys, it's too much. But do you want your team to kind of be like that? Or do you want your team to be polite? And, you know, well, the, the interesting thing here is that around. Sean Payton kind of alluded to today how there are a lot of guys battling for roster spots at the back of the roster wasn't necessarily set. And the Rams, that's a team, they don't have a lot of high draft picks. So you've got a lot of mid to late round picks, undrafted free agents. It's, it is very competitive on the back end of that roster as well. And here we are. We are now officially under seven full days from the cut to 53. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of urgency seeping in for a lot of guys, and that's that could have everybody – on the knife's edge tomorrow. So, so, what, uh, so what are you suggesting? If, if, like, if you're a guy on the bubble, the last thing you need to do is fight. It is, but at the same time, you're thinking about you're, you're thinking about compete the competitive situation. You're thinking, I've got to win this rep, mm-hmm. and sometimes naturally, 
that can lead to things bubbling over. Look, it's not like very rarely is it, okay, I'm going to fight today, right? It's not conscious. It's something that happens in the moment, right? In the heat, in the heat of battle. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think something might transpire. Mace, what's your favorite movie about space? My favorite. Are we talking about, does it have to be like scientific or can we be talking about like space opera, which is like, if you had a star, uh, like star Wars can be considered sci-fi fantasy space opera. I would say Star Wars would qualify Chad. I mean, if you had a uh, sleeve of tattoos with planets and uh, rocket ships and oh, stuff like Quinn Miners. I'd probably have like a Millennium Falcon. There you go. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it would definitely, if I'm, and, and I would specifically go Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One as my, t- as my two favorites. As a space movie? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite movie that stars some sort of um, reptile? Reptile? Mm-hmm. Um, are we counting dinosaurs as reptiles? Chad, are we counting dinosaurs as reptiles? Uh, dinosaurs became birds, so it's a slightly different okay. um, well, evolutionary Well, pterodactyls became birds, but we're talking about like the T-Rex became a bird? That's interesting. Yeah. T-Rex became a bird? Yeah, dinosaurs had feathers and things. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I reptiles. Not, I did not see that in Jurassic Park. Uh, that's a good question, reptiles. Um, I'll tell you mine. Well, I mean, it's got to be Anaconda with Ice Cube and J Lo. You kidding me? What snakes on a plane? I was going to go snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me, Chad, I'm with you. I literally was Anaconda. just telling him that. Anaconda's yours. Uh, or maybe actually, I'd have to go uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark since snakes play a very yes. key role in Indiana uh, Jones' development. Did I put Quinn Miners in a bad position when I asked him what his favorite space movie was when he was just asked about space? No, I thought it was a fair question. Uh, some guys are going to have a response, others didn't. I he just didn't. felt it's bad okay. because, like, I was surprised he didn't, like, that was, like, a fun sort of moment. I, yeah. I felt like, eh, okay, and I set him up. Some, I didn't mean to set him up. Some people consider that, or, for example, like, if I were to share with you the contents of, uh, like, my music folders on Spotify or Apple Music, yeah. they can, some people consider that kind of personal. Like, I'm not one to, you Your know. Your favorite space movie? I can't, I mean, if people are different. Not not everyone is wired the same way to share everything. Do you, yeah, think, he walked, do you think he walked back in the locker room and was like, "Ugh, I'm sure he was." Dang! But I, when you're when you're a celebrity <laughs> and you are asked to do one of these kinds of things, <laughs> people will make opinions based on you on your answer. Ooh. Who's the one person you could have dinner with? And, you know, if you don't say Jesus, then you're upsetting people. If you don't say, you know what I mean? So all those kinds of things come up. Okay. And it got me thinking. Last year, this team was coached by a devoted Star Wars aficionado in Nathaniel Hackett, who was very open to the point where I literally asked him in his press conference about it. And he had an expansive response. So perhaps him... Declining to answer is part of how culturally things are different in terms of what they are presenting to the public under Sean Payton. Okay, I love it. That's my theory. All right, we'll dig into Russ and Drew Brees because we had Drew Brees out of practice. Wasn't that fascinating? Details next. So is Justin Fields a good Tim Tebow? 
Justin Fields, good Tim Tebow. Well, I don't know Justin Fields' personality. I've never been around Justin Fields, Chad. Uh, I've done a, I've shared a few shows with Justin Fields. Have you? You tell me. What do you think? No, I'm sorry. Justin Fields, Justin Simmons. My bad. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I have not. Um, I don't know what kind of personality Justin Fields has. I, I don't know either, but I am not sold on him as a quarterback. I can tell you that. I know he's oh, towards oh your, your... I can't wait your, for the your, your man crush area. You talk about the bandwagon I'm going to be leading. When do I get my Chicago Bears number one jersey? <laughs> I mean, I might have to go and buy one. I may have to do it. I may have to go all fanboy on that one. That's fair. You can do that. Damn right I can do it. <laughs> Damn right. Nobody's going to throw those. Uh, Sean Payne was goofing on um, Javante Williams a little bit today. He was like, yeah, you know, Javante, uh, it's interesting. You turned down that 80-yard screen we designed for you. <laughs> and go back and look at that play, Chad. That would, I mean, it would have been at least 20 yards for yeah, sure. that was a and it could MOBP, missed opportunity for a big play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I, I like our guy, Sean Payne. I do. He's He's... I get it. Why it was it, that was very interesting with Zach at the very beginning of the show today, wasn't it? Like Zach's just not kind of picking up on the Sean Payton vibe right now. There's a certain why? Why is that? There's a certain um, gosh. I'm trying to think of the way I can say this on air. Um, you know, there's a certain donkiness. To Sean Payton. I'm sorry, what? Donkeyness. Oh, we're going to have to break that one down. Donkeyness? Yeah. You know so, what he's talking about, KJ? Donkeyness? I know exactly what it means. Yeah. Oh, you do? All right. Yeah. Educate me. Uh, do you, are you confused on this, the, the phrase I, I use? Yes. Or, or what, okay, what behavior uh, makes I me say that? I don't know what you mean by donkeyness. Just tell me what that means. Uh, what's another term for a donkey? Well, I don't even. I, it's an ass. Family show. Okay. Well, there you go. Why'd you ask me? That? There you go. Okay. So there's a certain bit of that to Sean Payton. And we've seen some of that. And we've seen some of that with, you know, whether it's revealing Russell Wilson's weight loss when he didn't want to reveal that, whether it's, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be anonymous donors, but I can have this controversial article in USA Today and say all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the snarkiness with the reporter today. So it's, it's mm-hmm. and I don't have a big issue with it, mm-hmm. but for some people like Zach, it may rub them the wrong way because I see a qualified football coach, an experienced football coach, mm-hmm. who has run a really well-organized, detailed, structured training camp, mm-hmm. which is dotting the I's and crossing the T's as best as he can mm-hmm. um, and progressing through this training camp process about as good as you could expect. What's the negative side to the donkeyness? At some point, your team gets sick of it. Um, at some point, you create division in the coaches' rooms where I've had position, position coaches come down and be like, I hate that dude upstairs. I've had position coaches tell me how much they hate the head coach. It's never good. It's never was on a great What's team. What's the biggest negative about assistants hating the head coach? Um, where does that manifest itself <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Hey, 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 we got it. We got it. <laughs> hey, hey, KJ, Chad unleashed. Hey, that's hey, all Chad, right, man. Chad unleashed. Hey, man, we can unleash that beast anytime, man. Hey, man we got Chad hey, unleashed on the Netflix Continue to tell the truth, man. Netflix that's what I want special. in this there place. There you go. There you go. All right. Yes. So you don't want your guys rolling their eyes and saying that's that blank. Okay. 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 There's there's a fine line then, obviously. 
because there's got to be something about pressing guys to get the best out of them. There's got to be something with that. Oh, you have to be. Because there has to be an element of respect. But players, great players want to be coached. So to be demanding doesn't put you in that category. To point out your flaws on film doesn't put you in that category. Do you take the coaching and now twist it to make it personal to where you're attacking me personally? Oh, now you're crossing the line, coach. Um, Do I see you having interactions with the media where you are uh, surly and rude and, and dismissive? Now you're in that category. And so once you get into that category, it's hard to get out. Okay. You know, uh, you don't want to be Matt Patricia. You don't want to be Eric Mangini, where, you know, people within your organization roll their eyes when you walk into the room. The Washington Commanders broke the preseason winning streak of the Ravens mm-hmm. with a field goal at the buzzer. They were celebrating like they just won a Super Bowl. They've got a new owner who wants everything to go right. He's shaking hands with Joe Buck when Joe wasn't even looking for a handshake. A very odd television moment. Troy was laughing at him. Mm -hmm. Playing the Broncos in week two. I think we've all looked over the old Washington commanders. Mm -hmm. Again, they just beat a team in preseason who really did care. Had a streak going in the preseason. No, Lamar Jackson didn't play. Didn't I, even got, play. I, I gotcha. But part of the culture of being a Raven is we win in the preseason. Uh, yeah, man. And, and they've been we, doing it for years and years and years. With our third stringers. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, are we sleeping on the commanders? Um, I think Eric Benamy has a lot to prove. And, and I, and, that too. And I think he is going to maximize that offense. And he's looking, he's on a bit of a, a revenge tour here with the commanders looking to take this opportunity and go to the next level, obviously, as a head coach and show everybody that he knows what he's doing. And Ron Rivera, you know, he's now battled cancer. He's back healthy. He's got an owner who he can work with. Mm-hmm. There's some things going in the right direction over there in Washington. It's interesting. Yeah. And that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Man, the NFL season. Boy, oh my it's God. It's going to be fun. Does it ever disappoint? Seriously. <laughs> Never. Is there anything better? And hopefully there's just fights galore tomorrow with the Rams and the Brock. Hopefully it's just total chaos. I'm rooting for the chaos. <laughs> I will be very curious. Hey, I, you know, gentlemen's bet around here. Does Russ go around and shake the hands of every guy on the defense for the, uh, the Rams before they get going in team? Does it I, take the temperature down? I hope not. I hope he doesn't. Mm. I hope he doesn't. Mm. Yeah, don't do why? it. Why? Why do you hope he doesn't? I want you componing. I want you uh, 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 make, honing your competitive edge. Uh, I, even as a quarterback. I don't need to take it down. Let's go. No, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, let's crush these dudes. Yeah, it's not chaos, but let's go. Yeah, we don't have to beat them in a fight. It's not going to be a brawl out here, mm-hmm. but we are going to crush them. We have prepared ourselves. The coach gave us the day off yesterday so we can hit the ground running and be efficient, sharp, physical, great tomorrow. There's something that you have to do tonight. Details about what that is next. You're listening to The Drive on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. 
what's happening. All right, is it still a blast furnace outside? Um, what are we talking about here tonight? I got, uh, man, I got 91 right now. Hot and dry. 91 right before 6? Wendy Shapiro, good to see you. Blowing the trees outside the window. Is it windy too? Uh huh. Dry, hot breeze. I love it that I'm tougher than the Broncos today. I'm outside uh, exercising (laughs) outside. But, you know, I, I like the inside practice, I like how everything's going. I'm a fan of it. Kevin Helm would be a fan uh, for a coach to give his team best chance for success. There's a difference between coddling your team, not giving them the work they need, and giving them best chance for success. Because you know, as easy as today's practice was, yeah. tomorrow the expectations for Sean, from Sean Payton to his team is going to be incredibly high. And you can do that when you've earned the team's trust and you've demanded things of them in the past. I'm going to give you this little break here. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to throw you a bone. But you got to pay me back tomorrow with great effort and intensity. Tomorrow's the most important um, day for the Broncos in this preseason. <sighs> Tell me why I'm wrong, Mike Evans. All due respect. Um, no, not the most important day. Why not? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. There's, there's lots. When to is learned. there going to be a more important day in the preseason? <sighs> Ain't going to be Saturday at the game. No. Barely anybody's going to no. play in that one. I would say. Uh, this last game was the most important day of the preseason. Uh, then why did we pull out? Why did we pull out uh, Russ so early? Then it was so important because we had to get Jared some snaps with the ones. Did we? Yes, we Will, did. Will Peterson on <laughs> DenverSports.com thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Yes, and um, next time I need to get a hyperbolic take on something, I will go to Will Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we welcome in from DenverSports.com Jake Shapiro. Here's what you have to do tonight. Uh, There's a a couple of sports options, all right? There is winning time on HBO Max. It's so good. Because I don't want to spoil anything. There was a twist, and a character was made sympathetic who had been a villain. And I loved it. I didn't expect it. I loved it. It's so good. And that damn show is getting better, don't you think? It's only getting better. The writing's so good. I, I, I don't think Jason Siegel's made one bad thing in his career. Everything attached to, he's attached to just ends up being awesome. Okay. Idiom Road is not uh, bad either. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody, everybody in that show, it's just, it's unreal. John it's C. Awesome. Riley. John C. Riley's great. Thing. And the but, actress they found to play Magic Johnson. That's what I was about to say. They're Are perfect. You, yeah. How do they do that? The Jerry West character is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. I don't even know who that actor is, but yeah. he is he's really brilliant. Good. Yeah. But how do they find actors? that could pull off believable Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, Michael Cooper's son is Michael Cooper in that. Did not know that. But that's not what you got to do tonight. What you got to do. And it's tempting to watch Hard Knocks, but I think that show has jumped the shark. That's Fonzie with a leather jacket trying to figure out how to get over the orca. Oh, wait, we gotta we got to figure out why did they cancel their practice um, early, uh, against... Um, the Bucks. Well, yeah, the yeah. Bucks. Yeah, we got to figure that out tonight. But I'll watch, like I said, I'm an idiot, and I watched the entire last season of Game of Thrones, even though I, I knew that sucked too. But I watched it anyways. What you got to do tonight is you got to watch. What's the name of it? I got to look up the name of it. I want to get it right. My Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings, Chad. I know. It's going to be great. Tim Tebow. 
Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Brandon Spikes. Brandon Spikes. There's a couple others. Percy yeah. Harvin? Percy Harvin. I may be, yep, we should make an appearance in that one. Four episodes. And you're going to do them all tonight. I don't know if I can stop. <laughs> I'm going to be in my Tim Tebow glory. I finished the Manziel last night. Oh, man. Oh, we're... What'd you think? It Quickly. Was re- it was really good. It was really and, good. And, you know, Johnny's a little disconnected from the reality a little bit, but it certainly tried to make him a sympathetic character. Yeah, but the way it ended was like he's still like... Partying and show the beer. Where's yes. the resolution? There wasn't any. Right? It's, was that it, weird? The story's unwritten. The end is unwritten. He earned that school a $770 million stadium. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. He brought... Swag back to Texas A&M. Hey, the future home of Deion Sanders. <laughs> well, they gave uh, Jimbo a ton of money. Uh-huh. I'm sure Deion wouldn't mind that as well. What would you do if Deion is coaching Texas A&M next year? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, and with that, take that, Jake Shapiro. He, he, it's it's all but written in the stars. <laughs> well, well, that's quite a turn that I did not expect, but Jake, Mace, you, KJ, Backpack and sunglasses? Okay. Have a great night. Great practice for the Broncos tomorrow. We'll talk all about it. Starting with Mike and Mark, but it's not over. Who knows what Jay Shapiro and Andrew Mason are going to come up with. Find out next right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan.